0: A Sunday Grill on Beat One Hundred Two One Hundred Three.
1: Very welcome to the Sunday Grill, and we have this is just a phenomena for me. We've guests in studio. <laughs> <laughs> is it all over? I don't think I don't think I've had a guest in studio who no hasn't way. been an employee of Beat this year. Oh, that's so great! You're both very <laughs> welcome. Yeah, them. and it's lovely to have you back. This is Jenny Fennessy and Dylan. Kennedy Covid and lockdowns meant that their theatre company Red and Blue was stopped in its tracks and you were just one production in weren't yes, you yes that's it yeah but now the Waterford based you are bringing back their bringing their second production The Flags to Garter Lane mid-June and if you grew up on any of the beaches around the southeast, you might be interested in the story behind this comedy it's the second worst beach in Ireland but it's nowhere in the southeast, is it <laughs>
0: it's not named yes <laughs> thankfully <laughs>
1: <laughs> but people are interested in what is the second worst beach when you talk about the Absolutely,
0: and it's like, what's the name of that beach now? Yeah. And then they say, what's the worst if that's the second worst?
1: <laughs> and you have a trailer that will point people towards, and they can guess what beach you filmed on and see if they We'll keep it. here. Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, it's nice to see you in studio again. And um, last time we chatted, as I said, you were in the middle of your first production. What a bad timing in a way, wasn't it? it was
0: we we did Love Song in Garter Lane in 2019 in January, and we had fantastic support. The show sold out We'd standing ovations every night and we were really just starting with that. Afterwards, we toured to Cork for 10 nights sold out there and then we went to Dublin, sold out there. We had a fantastic run of it, didn't we? And then
2: we wanted to do the flags as the follow up uh, and we had uh, everything in place to do it. Uh, And then obviously that just never happened. Yeah. And uh, and we had fought a while to kind of get everything in place to to get that play ready. But anyway Here we are now So yes. it's all yes. good Don't Forget about <laughs> Better late it. than yeah. never
1: Exactly yeah. What did you do then As people who own A theatre company
0: Over Covid We started doing Lots of voiceovers okay. um, Dylan's really good At all that And he's like Jenny I think you Should start doing this I was like You say on.
2: that I mean it started off with like What'll we do uh, We did the gardening and then, <laughs>
0: yeah, <did>. and then <laughs> The bit of decoration
2: And, then, uh, and uh, <laughs> We started looking For voiceover work And it was literally The space between The wardrobe and the wall mm. with, uh, with a duvet Over mm. the top <laughs> I think yeah. I did a job For uh, a company and the duvet started falling in on top of me It's was like just keep going Dylan <laughs> <laughs> and anyway. wasn't much
1: work in it were people looking for voiceovers yeah we were yeah we, were, before, see, we, yeah,
2: we yeah, were yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, we've since upgraded from the two so <laughs> Yeah,
0: we've got a proper kind of studio now, really which we're really happy about. Yeah, yeah, we we, are. Love we it. really enjoy it. Yeah, it's excellent. Great. So,
1: gardening, Zoom parties, <laughs> <voiceovers>. <laughs> cycling. That producing. was it. Cycling. Yeah. yeah. We were all there apart from the voiceovers. And now you're here with The Flags. Tell us about The
0: Flags, Jenny. Um, so, The Flags is about two lifeguards on the second worst beach in Ireland <laughs> and they're looking for promotion. And it's a mix of like Father Ted and Martin McDonagh plays. It's an award winning comedy and it's it was written by a lady called Bridget O'Connor. Um she has actually won a BAFTA for her work on Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, okay. But very many people don't know about her because bless her she died when she was only 49. And she wrote this play while she lived in Cork, but audiences in Cork okay. and Waterford have never seen it. So we're really delighted to be bringing it locally into it's a fantastic play. It's so funny. We laughed so much even in the first read-through. It was really brilliant. And we feel like we're really excited about what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So Love Song was her first production which is a very different thing to Yeah, Love Song. Yeah, Love quite Song. Quite heavy
1: and...
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I think that was part of the decision to bring a comedy. I think now is a good time for a bit of crack and a bit of a laugh. Um, and we'd love to do Love Song again but it's just not the right time I would mm. say. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. And... Is the coast a reason you picked flags as well? Because you are bringing it to Garter Lane, which is, you know, Waterford is a coastal county, as is Wexford. You're going to Cork then as well. Yeah, maybe. So yeah. I, think I mean, so. neither
2: of us can swim, so. <laughs> oh.
1: Which seems to be,
0: are you both from the coast? That seems to be a real people <laughs> from the coast thing. Well, we, we um, live in Lismore, just outside Lismore, a little uh-huh. village called Bally Um, We just say we didn't learn because we were like 20 minutes from the swimming pool. <laughs> So you I just actually, <laughs> yeah. we actually did try to learn before COVID we were making good inroads but um then COVID happened and the pool is closed. But we'll get back at it. And there is a little
2: too. bit of uh, pressure to get all the lifeguard stuff right. Like there will be lifeguard people <laughs> yeah, watching who yeah. are like, we'll know how to do this. So, yeah. Because
1: this is centred around two lifeguards called Howie and JJ. Um, in your trailer, they don't seem like the best of lifeguards. I uh, know. No. <laughs> <laughs> totally inefficient. And there's a dead cow. Is that on stage then as well?
2: A dead cow, a dead dog, a <laughs> Not dead Not real ones. seagull. Really yes, there's a few things wash up on the beach. Um, which is where Jenny's character comes in. She also sort of washes up in a strange way on the beach in a wedding dress and the plot takes a vicious twist. So.
0: And has there been much buzz about it? Like, do you- oh, we've had so much great support locally and, and uh, it's really amazing. We're like, we, always said, we lived in London for 10 years and worked mm. as actors there and we always said we could never have done this in London. We can only do it because we're in Ireland. We have so many great people around us supporting us and yeah, we're, we're really blessed. Brilliant. So
1: tell us, it's on in June. So yes. when, when did you start going to production with this then and start going into rehearsals and things? And how does that all happen when you're an independent Theatre company? Are you doing things in your house mostly, oh or God, what happens? We're, we're
0: wearing a lot of different hats, to okay. be honest. But Dylan is directing the show. Uh, we're both in it. I'm trying to source the props and all the things that we need. To try to do some stage management, even though I don't have any great experience in that. But look, but it has to be done. We'll so you're find a two way. Two-person show, yeah. show, really? Yeah, yeah and company. Um, yeah, we are. We certainly are. So we're um, we've been rehearsing now for three weeks, and it's our third week of rehearsals.
2: Fourth, but okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it our fourth?
0: Yep. <laughs> okay, our fourth then. <laughs> and you're both in it. Yes. But you're doing everything behind the scenes as, as well. well. Yeah. Okay. It makes it hard to switch off in the evenings because when imagine. rehearsals are finished you're like, okay, this is my to-do list now. Yeah. And the to-do list
2: is getting longer rather yeah. than shorter. Sure, yeah. But That's true. it's all good. It's actually really enjoyable. I, uh, I'm i not a morning person at all but I'm kind of waking up going, okay, up I get, 6am and off I go. and <laughs> well done, Yeah, then. which is not me at all <laughs> to be honest. Like. And you're
0: putting long hours into it oh, then. Yeah, we're definitely at it from, like I'd say, 9 in the morning till like 12 at night or 1. Wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. was, yeah. 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 Okay. And your
1: decision to come home from London and to go into kind of the background of the theatre and acting. What made you do that? What spurred you on to do that? It was mo- it was pre-pandemic wasn't it? It was yeah. yeah. We, we
0: worked as, as actors in London for 10 years and then we came home in 2017 and got married and then um, Dylan went and studied um, to be a physio after oh, okay. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. And then, yeah, we, we love Ireland. We love Watford. Like, just love friendly people mm-hmm. and, you know, just the community in, in Valley mm-hmm. and just being together. Like, we love that. And you, you didn't, we didn't really have that in the same way in London, sure. We didn't. Uh,
2: no, although we lived in uh, Kilburn, oh, which yes. had a lovely, strong Irish community. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, we'd been there. I'd been there for 13 years. Uh-huh. And,
1: and was it always the plan to go home? We wanted to get to a certain age and then that's
2: it. I think. Uh, I think what happened was Jenny got a job in Stratford upon Avon, and oh, we. Um, very fancy? Yeah. yeah. Where's from? Yeah. yeah. It, was it was a
0: Shakespeare. Play. Wow. Yeah, it was yeah. Amazing.
2: And uh, and we've lived together for the first time, and we're like, you know what? This is actually not London. We're living together. Oh, it it's kind of countryside. Yeah. Why don't we just take the next step and yeah. go a bit further away from London? Okay. And that's kind of where it started. And wasn't did it? you ever
1: think of a, like doing like having a theatre company in London? Like, like you know, Ballysecret is probably not known for its theatre company. It, no, it's it? probably not. No.
0: But in ways, it has so many more advantages, Orla, mm. because, like, my dad's... my dad's um, In the first production, we used my dad's kettle box to, like, <laughs> transport the set around. This time, we have an amazing man called John in this yeah. time, Dungarbna, who's sponsoring us a van. Like, we would never have got those How things. Yeah. And we'd never have got those things in London. Even just mm. the rehearsal space. The last show, we rehearsed in Ballysard Community Hall. Like, we, in London, you'd be paying thought I'd say hundred pounds an hour to rehe- to you know to have a venue. Yeah. So like all those things. Pure. But it wasn't
2: ever the plan as such to come home and set up a theatre company. It just kind of happened, didn't it? Yeah, it did.
0: Mm. I suppose we're, as actors, you are you going to wait for the phone to ring, or are you going to be like, okay, let me let's do our own work. Let's mm. find a play we love that we're really passionate about that people haven't seen, and then let's just put that on. To and see it how was we get on.
2: the flags originally was our first port of call for yeah. like let's let's do a play together and. Uh, We couldn't get the rights for it at the time, but um, so then we turned to Love Song And even then, we were like, let's do a play and not let's set up a theatre company. Yeah, okay. um, Yeah, it just kind of happened, didn't it, Jen? And to
0: be honest, like the first performance, like you're rehearsing the way in Valley Community um, Centre and it's all going great and you think, yeah, this might be good. And then, like, we're we're in the performance and then in Gartelaine at the end, when people, like, stood up and cheered, we're so... Oh, my God, we had tears in our eyes. We were just like... Because you just think, I don't know how this will be received. And it was so well received. And we just thought... That's really inspiring. Like, yeah. and we were so green, weren't we? We didn't have really a clue when we started going. Like, the things you'd have to organize or get, or but we had such great help. And that's always the thing I feel like. That's why we can do it because we have such great support yeah. and help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And as you're talking, it's dawning on me why
1: you're called Red and Blue, Cork oh. and Water. Really. That's yeah, it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. Someone asked that. us
2: yesterday why you're not called Blue and Red. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. We should ask that.
1: Um, are you a physio? I
2: am, yeah, so uh, two of the four years uh, of lockdown, I I was studying at home, uh-huh. which actually worked out really well. We couldn't do any theatre, and uh, I graduated last summer. And, um, and you're doing it. I am, yeah, yeah. so it, it took some time off to do this, which uh, was different to when we rehearsed uh, Love Song, which was uh, kind of spread out over about three or four months. This has to be more compressed just because of the way work has worked out, and it's kind of put more pressure, but it's also amazing to be able to do both yeah. so, mm-hmm. I always yeah.
1: find it so interesting people who work in the arts and in acting in particular especially with people who are probably doing their leaving cert now and thinking that they might like to do something like that you you do need to fall back in some way do you? Do you yeah think? like
2: it's been great and look some of the long days are partially because I have to juggle a few things as well as the play but um, I've never had that before where mm. I've been able to mix and match and um, yeah, so it's great, and I really enjoy both, and mm. they're very different worlds. So it's um it's a very rich experience. Yeah, yeah
1: great. Well, look, it's so lovely to have you back in the studio. The play is called The Flags. Comedy drama or just pure comedy, would we call it?
2: Uh, it's it's brilliantly written, so there's as much in it as you want to okay. find. Yeah, Good yeah. stuff.
1: Gartelaine, which is such a gorgeous venue, is where you'll find the flags uh, from June 15th to the 18th. Um, it all kicks off at 7.30pm and you can get more details at garterlane.ie. Where could people see those trailers if they wanted to check oh, it out?
0: You can check our Facebook page. It's called Red and Blue Theatre um, or on the Garterlane website, actually. The trailer's Brilliant. on there.
1: Jenny and Dylan thanks a million for Thank you so,
3: so much so Charlotte
1: thank you
0: The Sunday Grill on beat 102 103
1: It's the Sunday Grill here on Beat 102-103. And staying with the coast and beach theme, the Clean Coast Love Your Coast Photography Competition is back for its 13th year. The competition asks amateur photographers to capture and celebrate the uniqueness and beauty of life by the water. And to tell us more, Richard Curtin, Coastal Programme Officer from Clean Coast, joins me this morning. You're, You're very welcome, Richard.
4: Good morning, Nora. Thanks for having me on.
1: No problem at all. We've just spoken to a theatre company putting on a play based on the second worst beach in Ireland. This is the complete opposite, isn't it? The Clean Coast Competition.
4: Yeah, very much. What we're trying to do with the uh, the Ludwig Coast Photography Competition is to showcase how stunning our our coastline is. So, yeah, it would be the opposite to what your previous speakers <laughs> were chatting about.
1: Now, you're nowhere near the coast this morning, aren't you, not
4: Richard? No no I'm actually calling in from landlocked awfully at the moment so uh, yeah for my sins. And that's
1: why we said water because it's not just the coast you're asking for in this competition isn't it not?
4: No no so basically people can showcase images of of rivers and stuff like that or other kind of water bodies but we generally try to keep it to like you know not too far from the coastline if at all possible. Mm
1: -hmm. Now have you been to any of the coastlines here in the southeast I know I'm very biased but they're very beautiful have you been to any of them?
4: Yes. Yeah. So I'm lucky my other work, I kind of have to assess the Green Coast and Blue Flag beaches. Oh, so I've been I, I've, I've got to go down to Waterford and actually one of my most favourite beaches in Ireland is actually is in Waterford itself. So water it? and Wexford are well served.
1: Are you allowed it's to it is? Oh,
4: gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's... Go- Goats Island yeah but i you know where you're 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 kind of worried to make it too popular in know, that so i know
1: i have a beach like that in north wexford where i'm from and when i tell people to go for a walk there i say tell no one about this beach now <laughs> you know we
4: like yeah, our secrets yeah no, um, that's it that's it
1: let's talk a little bit about clean coast because you work with communities to help protect and care for ireland's waterways and coastlines their seas their oceans how does the clean coast love your coast competition helping those objectives
4: yeah so what it does is try to kind of sh- as i was saying to showcase how stunning our coastline and it's very much we have an ethos in the uh, in the office that if you love it you will protect it mm-hmm. and we're just trying to kind of get people aware like i think especially in over the last kind of two years during the 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 pandemic people got more aware of what's on their surroundings and that mm-hmm. and we've seen the explosion in kind of like uh kind of uh, uh, a lot more kind of Irish people going on holidays at home. So, yeah, So sort the of kind of with the local Coast Competition, it just it is a fantastic way of, of showcasing this. And that's what we try to kind of encourage people to get out and kind of capture, see what's on, on their doorstep.
1: So this is the 13th year of the competition. And last year, you saw some great winners from Waterford and Wexford, which are our two southeast coastal counties here uh, from Beach. Tell us a little bit about some of these photos and, and where can people see these photos if they want to check them out?
4: Yeah, so you can see these images up on our website. So it's cleancoast.org forward slash loveyourcoast. And actually last year's overall winner was from... It was Declan Roach and it was from Wexford it okay. was taken in Wexford Harbor and it was a stunning image of a otter actually eating a crab okay the,
1: nice. the
4: title of the image was 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 let me out but it was it just it was it was breathtaking because it, it captured that kind of uh, the beauty but also the kind of the the, the scariness of nature if that makes sense mm. and all its wonders mm. and then we uh, with other images as well we had uh, so we had Miles Carroll, which is another image taken in Wexford. It was called Seagulls on Tour. And that kind of came in. Our creativity in a coast category came first in that. So we had two winners in each category in Wexford. Mm-hmm. And in Waterford, we had another winner, a golden even surfer. It was taken down in Tremore Beach. And it's a Lord. stunning beach of a surfer. Stunning beach. Sorry, stunning picture of a, a surfer coming off Tremor Beach. And That was by Kevin Dial, and then we had another one down in uh, Ballydown Beach. It was a uh, night underneath the stars, and that was by Adrian uh, Hed- Hedroff, Hedroff. And that came second in our coastal landscape category. So we have five categories and so the coastal landscape, coastal heritage, and coast, people and coast, uh, wildlife in the coast, and creativity in the coast. Okay. And yes, yeah, so yeah, so there was. Wexford and Waterford were well served last year Brilliant. in the the winners categories.
1: Good to hear. Now, uh, like we were saying, you can go to any rivers or waters as well, but I suppose the only um, category you can go with that is wildlife and underwater, is it? Because the others are all based around coastal activity.
4: Uh, yes, while, our, yeah, the, the others are kind of more. more more kind of uh, aimed at the coast but yeah yeah exactly yeah people on coast and that so yeah so that would be kind of wildlife on the coast would be one that you could kind of but we like we do get people taking pictures of waterways and more inland images but majority does kind of come from the coast okay
1: okay good stuff and a good prize as well for the overall winner isn't there
4: Yeah, so we have a cash prize of uh, 5,000 in total and it's, so if you come first in each of the categories, you get 500 euros or, uh, and and then if you come second or third, it's like 300 and 200 respectively.
1: Okay.
4: And last year we did over 1,300 entries to the competition.
1: So did you have to go through all of those?
4: Yes, yeah, yeah. So we have a judging panel, so we would do the first cut and then that would be passed over to the judging panel for the to get the shortlisted images. And each year we shortlist 50 images, so 10 in each category. Okay. And then we have an award ceremony as well to kind of uh, announce the winners. Brilliant.
1: So the 50 shortlisted know that they've been shortlisted.
4: Exactly, yeah. They're notified. And uh, uh, so what we do is, we will have a kind of an awards event where all the 50 images will be showcased and then the winners will be announced on the night.
1: And from those over 1,000 entries, do you kind of know the great ones? Do they kind of come jumping out of the photograph to you?
4: Yeah, well, like this is my fifth year doing the competition and definitely you can see some, uh, like you you definitely know that one, the ones that are probably going to... uh, catch the eye of the judges and that, you know, with the with the quality. So there is, over the years, every time we come across an image, you're like, oh my God, that could be a winner. Mm. And yeah, yeah, some of them. Just, it's just the standard is so high. It's the, like, what we try to do as well is this is, it's aimed at amateurs. So one thing within the terms and conditions is if your total income, your total income from photography has to be less than 10% of your total income. So that's okay. what we're trying to just to kind of make it aimed towards amateur photographers lovely
1: and the competition is open until the end of August so you're mostly seeing stuff in the summer season then if you're announcing it around now
4: no no it has images have to be taken within the last 24 months okay. so that they have yeah so that so they have that uh, time spell so it just once it was taken over the last 24 months then mm-hmm. they're okay
1: what a nice job, and I'm sure you see some
4: doozies when it comes to photographs as well. But in general, <laughs> yeah. what a lovely job. We, yeah, no, we do like uh, we we wire people's confidence of some of the images that they <laughs> submit. <laughs> but look, no, it's it's all it's all part of it, and oh, yeah. you know we, we, we encourage people to even that because we've had had like you know uh, some mobile phone snaps that got shortlisted before that were just you know just really yeah. stunning images and that so yeah, if you're if you if you're confident in it, please do submit it.
1: Yeah, you don't need the fancy DSLR or anything. If you're confident of a gorgeous picture, just sure, stick it in. You could be winning five grand. It, I mean, have exactly. On, yeah. until nine a m on Monday, the twenty ninth of August, to submit your best images um, in one of those five categories. And that category, those categories, again, are wildlife and underwater, coastal landscape, people on the coast, coastal heritage, and creativity and the coast. And if you want to check out some of the gorgeous shortlisted photos, the 10 Im- images from 2021, well, then go to cleancoast.exposure.co and you will see Love Our Clean Coast 2021 there. And five of those 10, am I right in saying that, are from Wexford and Waterford, from last year
4: yes yes I think there's even sorry there's ones that weren't weren't even in the top three so there's there's nearly eight or so from Wexford Waterford
1: brilliant that's great to hear well cleancoast.org and our initiatives is the place to go if you want to check out more about that competition and Richard Curtin thanks a million for joining me this morning
4: perfect thanks for having me on The Sunday Grill on Beat
0: 102-103
1: it's Beat 102 and 03 on this Sunday morning It's some great news coming out of Dungarvan this week who will be celebrating their first ever Pride Festival this year. It takes place on June 18th in Walton Park and there will be a celebration of LGBTQ plus people and culture. Emmeline Stafford is on that Pride committee and she's going to tell us more. Hiya Emmeline. Hi Orla. how are you doing? Very well. Um, I think uh, most self-respecting towns should have a Pride at this stage, shouldn't they?
3: 100% absolutely and um, we're, we're lucky here in Dungarvan that we have great support with the local council with um, Waterford County Council and it's been since day one since we approached them they have just been fabulous um, so yeah delighted with it and all going well we'll be going from the 4pm to 9pm in Walton Park on really? Saturday the 18th of June uh, and then yeah. And then but for World Pride Month from the 1st to June, we'll be decorating the town, which basically means that there'll be pride bunting throughout the streets. There'll be the flags in the square. We'll have the buildings lit, the colours of the rainbow. So, yeah, it's, it's all go. It's fabulous.
1: And how long has this been in the offing? Um, was it this year that you kind of decided to do this or has it been a long time coming?
3: No, it's been a long time coming. I suppose maybe four years ago, Damien Gagan, when he was mayor at the time, got in touch and he raised the pride flag and I was there with him, which was fabulous for him to do that. Um, And then every year the flag went up. And then last year we put together a virtual pride parade because we were in lockdown. So John Birmingham produced it and you can see it on at Dungarvan Pride online and it got thousands upon thousands of followers. And it was amazing and lovely messages came in from that. People that had left the town years ago who were saying they're so proud to be from Dungarvan to see something like this happening in such a small town. And that's where it grew from, to be honest with you.
1: What do you think pride means to people, um, you know, LGBTQ plus people? What does having a pride mean, especially in, in small country towns, I suppose?
3: Well, I suppose for us, um, or for me personally is all that I can speak of mm. and other members on the committee, it's inclusivity. That's the thing, that we're all, you know, together, that everybody in the town, you know, no matter what our objective is to highlight that Dungarvan as a town is inclusive for all walks of life. And I think that's the main thing, that there's no difference, there's no segregation, you know. it. it hopefully in years to come, you know, we won't have to discuss it as being such a different... Mm group of people um, so inclusivity is kind of what we're aiming for so that everybody feels part of the community
1: no matter said, who yeah. you are excellent yeah. and um, with that in mind everyone welcome to what a lineup you've really got some great stuff going on there tell us some yeah. of the things that are that are happening
3: yeah so the the idea is that to have a mini festival you know it's a free event as well so everything we're doing is free we as a festival are you know, raising funds ourselves to pay for the entertainers. But as far as families coming along, all the performances that go on will be free. So the opening will be with Lady Fifi and Dream Girls. So Lady Fifi is a local drag act here. Mm-hmm. And then she has Dream Girls. She'll be opening up and um, we'll also have a drag king opening up um Shani. And then we have a collection of live music. We have the Wobbly Circus. We'll have a lip syncing battle with people from business people in town so they'll all be getting their songs before yeah a lot of people might know the lip syncing from the RuPaul Dragways on TV yeah so that's the plan it's family fun it's open to all and it's a free event so yeah
1: and it runs from four o'clock till nine o'clock on June the 18th
3: yeah so Saturday the 18th of June and the reason for it is June is World Pride Month Mm -hmm. so that's where the date comes so throughout the world the Pride will be taking place in all the major cities and it be recognised. And then we decided to go for this date because the schools are out and I think it's a good way for all family to come enjoy it and start their summer holidays as well, I suppose. Yeah,
1: lovely. Well, you can't miss Walton Park as you come into Dungarvan. No. Um, as you said, yeah. it's June 18th, kicking off at 4pm, but if you want to get more details as the month goes on, Dungarvan Pride is what you need to search for and you'll find their social media and website there. Well, congratulations Emily and to everyone else helping to organise Dungarvan Pride. I'm sure you're thinking of even bigger and better things for next year too, are you?
3: Absolutely. Like this This is, I suppose we're learning our mistakes this year, which is great, and the support that we have gotten, and like our committee, there's five of us on the committee, we meet every Tuesday for a few hours. A lot of work goes into trying to get it all and organise it. We believe it's going to be a fabulous day. We believe the town will look fabulous for the month, but for next year, we've learnt a few mistakes already, what not to do. So okay. next year will be even bigger again.
1: Okay, well listen, fingers crossed for good weather on June 18th. If you search on Garvin Pride, you'll get more details. And Emmeline Stafford, thank you so much for joining me this morning.
3: Brilliant. Thank you so much. The Sunday Grill on beat.
0: 102-103.
1: Well, my next guest is a Waterford, West Waterford, in fact, teenager who, as a farmer's daughter, found there was a gap in the agricultural clothing market for women. So she decided to do something about it. Lucy Fraher is in fifth year in school in Dungarvan and she joins me this morning to tell me more about her business, which is called KHL, which in my mind, Lucy, and you're very welcome, is a very, very well, thank you, is a very... Is it a bit of a farmer's motto, KHL? Tell us what it means. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Uh, It's kind of more of a slang
5: you hear, like down the yard in certain farmyards and stuff. So I decided then it would just be the perfect idea to put into clothing.
1: Okay, so while people are listening to the radio is thinking, what does KHL stand for? Put them out of their misery.
5: (laughs) So KHL, it stands for Keep Her Lit. Keep Her
1: Lit. Do you say Keep Her Lit? yeah no I do (laughs) I would do do people in your family say keep her lit yeah like it's kind of like
5: in general in the agricultural sector like a lot of people will be kind of just seeing it as they're let's say driving the tractor during silage season or my (laughs) brother and his friends
1: you know stuff like that okay grand good to know I have an image in my head now so tell us Lucy where you are in Waterford where do you come from and where did you grow up
5: um, so, I grew up in Kilbrine, um, on a farm. My dad's a farmer. Um, around us is the Cumber Mountains. Oh, so, we're kind of nestled in the middle of the Cumber Mountains. Yeah, so it was really, really nice growing up here. Um, especially, like, to be honest, I love growing up on the farm. It was such a nice experience. Um, like, the baby calves and the lambs. And my dad has mirrors as well, so there'd be oh, foals lovely. too.
1: Okay. And what um, sort of a, you know farm hand were you expected to kind of muck in with everything you and your brothers and sisters
5: yeah oh no, definitely um I'd be down feeding calves um my dad would ask me to even since I think since I'm maybe like I'm down the farm I suppose since I was a baby okay. but um yeah I started um I suppose doing jobs you could say um maybe as young as like two or three I'd say i would be down there yeah, so my grandmother's house is on the actual farm, you mm-hmm. could say. And um, yeah, so I'd be down the farm with my grandmother. And uh, My grandfather passed away there um, three years ago, but he used to be down the farm too. Okay. And I'd be kind of helping out. Um, you know, it was really nice just being down there. It was such a nice break, just going down to the yard and stuff. And what kind of jobs just... did you have? So <laughs> I'd have to feed the calves the milk um so my dad has dairy so he'd be milking the cows Mm. and um, me and my brother and my grandmother well currently still I suppose um yeah we would be feeding the calves and um also giving them nuts and then there about two weeks ago um we were lambing so some of the sheep were in the sheds we'd have to give them nuts and I suppose a lot of them would have problems the ones that will be brought into the shed Mm. and the pens um so, yeah, I was kind of looking after all the animals, you Aww. could say. And do you get attached? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I suppose it's very hard not to, um, especially
1: with calves. Like, you can't keep them all. It's the same with any animal, I suppose. Mm, yeah, I can imagine. Now, tell us what you found when you were out working on your family farm.
5: Um I found well I suppose if we're speaking about my business mm, yes. I found that there was just a, like there was totally a gap in the agricultural clothing market like a lot of the products were geared towards men I suppose farming in general well it's gotten a lot better in recent years but it was kind of always like oh the man runs the farm you know that whole like mm. kind of term um so hopefully now in current years that's kind of you know going away there's obviously a lot of women in agriculture currently but um, no, I just found that there was a gap and there wasn't much clothes targeted towards women. And, and I suppose unisex, like in general, like yeah. there was, I just decided to create products that men and women would like. And even whether you're not in the agricultural sector and like anybody
1: can wear them, you know, that kind of way. So they're not like overalls or anything. It's stuff that you can throw no, on to go out to the farm. Yeah,
5: so... I have um, a range of hoodies and sweatshirts and I've insulated water bottles, um,
1: T-shirts. Um, there's a lot on the website, to be honest, though. Mm. So there's a good bit, yeah. Yeah, and if people want to head over to your website, it's a shop of my, yeah, my no. Shopify website. So if you just search for Keep Her Lit KHL. So you know you've lovely hoodies on there you've got some beanie hats like you said you've insulated bottles you even have a yeah. bracelet on there Yeah. <laughs> um, if you keep an eye out on our social media
5: so the Instagram is KHL agricultural clothing um, and there's Facebook as well it's also the same name you'd be most up to date on that there's also a link in my Instagram bio to the online shop so okay, if you look up the Instagram and if you'd like to give us a follow um, you just be updating on everything Great. that's happening. And at that's schools.
1: if you look up KHL Agricultural Clothing, is that right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Now tell us about this bracelet. Why did you decide to create a bracelet among other things?
5: Yeah. No, I was um I was looking at all the products on my site and I was thinking, okay, like t shirts, sweatshirts, and jewellery, like I'm probably not gonna branch into it too much as of yet. Okay. Oh, it's actually a necklace, but,
1: um, not a bracelet. Okay.
5: Yeah. Um, yeah I just thought it was kind of pretty the colour of it I think it's rose gold and silver the yeah, options on my website I
1: love it and what does it say on it and um, keep her lit yeah <laughs> I can see all these kind of single farmers around the country like having a conversation starter or anyone really you don't have to be in the farming industry with a keep her lit necklace made by you Lucy and that's how the conversation <laughs> starts and they meet the love of their life because of their keep her lit <laughs> necklace you might have something there, and is, is is business something you've always been interested in?
5: Yeah, from a very early age, I suppose, especially being down the farm, mm. like cattle, you'd be dealing them, selling them, all that kind of thing. Um I suppose with all the animals in general. But no, I've always kind of had an eye for business, you could say. Like I've always been really interested in it. Um there last summer, one of my um colleagues down the yard, she gave birth to six puppies, and I sold them all. I obviously got them vaccinated and all that kind of thing, okay. and I saw them and like I got I got go a good bit further, which wow. was really good. Um, so that's I suppose was my kind of first. Well, maybe not one of my first, but my first big adventure with business, making a good bit of money. Um, and also then when I was younger, I'd be kind of we chickens, so I'd be selling eggs, that kind of thing. You know, just kind of locally yeah. around.
1: So it's always been um, kind of in you to do that. Yeah, I suppose you could say that. Yeah. And you're in fifth year in the Friary in Dungarvan. Uh, So you're heading towards your leaving search year. You're in the middle of those two years. What would you like to do after your leaving search? Um,
5: So I'm hoping to do a business degree in marketing. Now, that's the plan as of now. So, yeah, hopefully that's what I'm aiming towards anyway.
1: Okay. And what's the reaction been to your Keeper Lit agricultural designs? How is it going so far?
5: Yeah, no, every, everybody's been so positive and um, encouraging. Like my parents, especially, they were just so encouraging when I first told them the idea. And they are like, sure, go for it. Why not?
1: Good stuff. Well, if people want to check you out, as you said, you're all over social media. If people just look up KHL Agricultural Clothing, and that's how you can have a look at what Lucy is doing. And uh, you can have a look at that necklace as well, if you fancy a Keep Her Lit necklace. Is there a most popular item on your uh, website so far?
5: Yeah, I think my embroidery hoodies are selling out the most. Okay. Uh, I think it's just the colours
1: of them. They're just kind of pastels and stuff like that. They're pretty. Yeah, they're gorgeous. You have some photos from the, from the farm as well this time of the year again with some new calves and some Photos from around yeah. your farm. You really do live around the Cumber Mountains, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, look, Lucy, it's so lovely to talk to you this morning. Um, that Instagram account again is KHL Agricultural Clothing. If you want to check out some of the clothes, the hoodies that are there. And there's also a link to the My Shopify account Hi. as well, if you want to check them out some more. Lucy, best luck with everything. And thanks a million for joining Thank me Thank you this so morning. much. Thank you for chatting. Thank you.
0: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103 We
1: are talking the Irish language now and a movie you've seen a long time ago or yeah. did you watch it again for me?
6: No, no, it was, it was <gasps> a few months ago but I remember I remember it well don't worry, don't worry I remember it well
1: I hope you do now Based on the novella Foster by Claire Keegan on Colleen Kuhn has been described as delicately beautiful and truly remarkable the Irish language movie deals with childhood grief and rebuilding a family. It's won eight IFTAs. It was honoured at the Berlin Film Festival when it won its Grand Prix for Best Film. So, does this Irish language movie live up to its awards? Brian will give us his thoughts Somebody saw about six months ago. Uh, When was it now? Come on.
6: February, I'd say.
1: Okay, so, right. Yeah, it's okay. I remember
6: a movie I saw in February. It's okay.
1: Okay. okay. Now, there's some English and some Irish in this. I found it hard to understand, I have to say. There was only some words I picked out. Um, so it's harder without the subtitles but um it's quite you lovely You off by I'm not not. sure I do Here we go
0: How long should they keep her? Till after the baby?
4: <sighs> she can't they keep her as long as they like
3: Well, ihr, are on Galin a mach good hour
1: can work her
5: She'll aid you a house and home
3: oh, Don't we all eat in spurts? Same as we grow We keep the child gladly John, how the How boo?
1: No, be a good You're
2: a visitor. Godfrey,
4: poor little genteelka,
2: unchick. Can't let him not
0: your mommy good to you? Colleen Kuehn and Colleen
1: Kainer, and that's what it's called. On Colleen Kuhn, Brian, uh, tell us the backstory of you going to see this.
6: Well, I, I kind of got to see it secretly because I was doing a, a little, little, little advanced little thing for critics to try and try and get better at criticizing. So this would have been. So like, he was
1: volunteering or something. Yeah, I was helping
6: out, <laughs> but I was I was just learning a, a, a crit, critiquing a bit better. So yeah, maybe I, maybe well. I, maybe I critique maybe a, has an improvement. Have you seen an improvement? I suppose I didn't even say that sentence properly. So. Maybe not. Maybe I need another few things. Maybe. But, uh, no, I got to see this small bit early, but I was like, it was one of those things where it's like an Irish movie. Should I? Uh, okay, a little, little backstory. Okay. Not a big fan of Irish That's all the okay. way through school. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of us can say that, yeah.
6: But the main thing I'll say about this is there's such a sense of pride when you see it yeah. in Irish. Yeah. Like you're there and you're like, like you are picking up words or whatever, like, you know, but it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's nice to see it, you know, it's like we don't see many Irish movies and with the subtitles I'm like I feel like when we hear it and we see like see the subtitles, seeing them like we can understand it a bit, you know, yeah. so it's not as if it's completely foreign language to us, you know. And so, isn't
1: it lovely to see Irish not in the school setting because yeah. most of us experience it like that, but when it's outside in real life, you're hearing it you're seeing it being acted. I think it feels like a much more real language.
6: And it's set in Watford as well, most of it. And it is a good movie.
1: Yeah, and it has another Watford connection and southeast connection in that Carrie Crowley stars as Coit's um, foster mother in the movie. This is about childhood, as I said, grief, parenthood, rebuilding a family it's only when I saw the trailer I realised there was lots of different threads going on oh, yeah. in this and lots of backstory itself yeah
6: so there, there is a whole thing of so basically Caught is the main character and caught, she Caught you say oh Caught
1: I say Caught no. no no I, 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 I they say Caught in the movie yeah,
6: do they yeah Caught what, 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 what area of language did you
1: use? <laughs> North <Wexford>. What? what
6: <laughs> I don't know something strange those strawberries <laughs> i would say But so Caught is the main character and she's like living in a house where Honestly, it's not a great house to be okay, in. To be mania, yeah. And yeah. so there's a new baby, and okay. there's just like there's not a lot of resources I know, for, there the, are lots for the of house. Kids in there's this. there's I, a few in kids. It's okay. nothing crazy times, but there, there's definitely like mm. they don't have enough for all of them. Okay. So she's sent to live with these parents for this summer. One of them is Carrie Crowley. Okay,
1: and they're family members, their cousins.
6: Yeah, it's like I think it's like their their aunts. Mm. Like it's just like an aunt's cousin or something. It is related to them, mm-hmm. but she's sent away, and she's like very quiet. AK it's called on Colin Q and The Quiet Girl. And so she kind of comes out of herself a small bit when she's with them and she kinda learns what it is to be in a kind of a loving family setting in a way that, like, you know. And it is it's one of those movies where like you see it's 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 just described as a drama, and I'm like, it's a drama in Irish, oh what's it gonna be? But it's one of those like it's one of those things where I think it could be like the best new Irish movie I've seen since like the okay. young offenders, like you know.
1: And there's a backstory to her foster parents as well. They have their own tragedy to deal with.
6: They do have their own tragedy. It is kinda the way that's revealed it was like my only kind of gripe with it. There's like basically one scene in the movie that they could have just taken out, and it could have been a better reveal. Okay. And that's my only kind of issue with it was uh-huh. that scene. The rest of it I thought was great, but like it's one of those movies where it's 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 just good. Like it's just well done, you know. And when there's something like it's not, it's not I'm not going to say a gimmick, but it's something different. It's like you have to level it up a bit because this could have just been in English, and it would have been a movie that you might pass over like yeah okay. but it's yeah. it's one of those things that like because it's Irish you're kind of like intrigued a bit mm. but there is a good movie to back it up so you're not like because it, it is it's the first irish movie I've seen in a, a long time if ever
1: in yeah this, in think. like
6: in like a, a release setting yeah so it's like one of those things if for the future if people are like oh they, they didn't think that was great mm. the movie has to be good for people to be like it okay. doesn't matter that it's in Irish to them. It's that enough.
1: Irish-speaking movie as well, A Rock, was it? That yeah. That was nominated for an Oscar. Um, that didn't
6: really get a general release at all.
1: No, it didn't, and it came at a bad time. I think it was COVID times. It was so COVID times, yeah. yeah. unfortunately. unfortunately. Um, some of the reviewers said, like, a really strong narrative. It sounds like it has a strong yeah. narrative as well. But stunning cinematography. It is beautiful. The whole in thing. In what way is it beautiful? Is it the, like, southeast landscape or the way it's shot or a bit of both?
6: It. It's, it's just... It feels Irish, if that makes sense. Yeah, it do does mean, make sense. Do you know the way it sees things and just kind of feels. Gen- it does mm. have that kind of like hearty, wholesome, mm. like Irish lane, back arse Irish, Irish road kind summer of. Summer time, one. it yeah. looks like is it? It is. So is it? She's there for the summer in between okay. school, so it It, do, it feels Irish, do you know, okay. and it's a weird thing to say, but when you see it, or even if you see the trailer, you'll understand what I mean. That it's kind of like, it's it's. It's dull in the sky, but it's kind of like it's lovely and colourful on the ground. If that makes mm. sense, which is kind of what Irish is. It's yeah. like we live in dullness, but we're happy out like you know. So, but
1: even the house that she goes to is a really typically oh, ha, it's like like, big house, but it's Irish classic
6: house. Irish farmer house. Yeah. I was like, they nailed the absolute house, yeah. and it's like it feels some of the things they feel a small bit like they might have pushed a small bit too far into the. The diddly Irish eye. kind of diddly eye bit. Mm. But like it's it's very small things, you okay. know? Like in terms of like the people, I think it's spot on to what people are. But in terms of like maybe some of the like set design, it's kinda like diddly eye a bit. But okay. not not in, entirely. You know what I okay. mean? I
1: yeah. Any standouts, like character wise or actor wise. Honestly,
6: Caught herself is is phenomenal. I thought like she like is when like, when a child is in the starring role you're always kind of like mm. we give and them a bit of leeway a
1: quiet child so yeah. what can she do and it's all in Irish sandwich. as well like yeah. you know
6: but like she was fa- genuinely fantastic and then uh, Carrie Crowley is kind of, she's kind of the secondary character to the whole thing okay. she's kind of one that guides her a good bit and then Andrew Bennett as well is like the f- the foster father for the summer as well it's mostly just about the three of them okay. with some with some other characters like there's not a big cast in it at all there's like seven cast total like, you know okay. so it's, it's one of those things where they kept it small, they kept it basic, and they just did it right, do you know?
1: And it also said the sound and the images are unique. Was it unique it's, to it's, you? And...
6: It's the Irish it honestly I think the whole thing together is it's kinda like a it's it's weird to have Irish representation, if mm. that makes sense. Because you see things and all the Irish movies that come out kind of feel kinda Englishy or mm. kind of American, do you know, yeah. but this feels like like kind of like, yeah, yeah. Do you know? It kind of feels like it could be featured on nationwide it's like really, okay. it's like it's definitely irish and it's it's proud to be as well like you know it doesn't try to be anything else it sticks with its guns on it. i genuinely would recommend like to go see it in the cinema Great. first of all to support like irish cinema and all but like it is just a good movie to see and to feel as well you yeah, know yeah
1: and to see it on the big screen as well okay let's black pudding on Colin Kuhn so out I'm, of 10 please I'm going to give it 8
6: out of 10 Okay, good. Score. and it's a strong score and I, like, I could probably do like the Irish bias and give it further uh-huh. like you could push it for a 9 like in terms of an Irish movie it's probably one of the best ones I've seen in the last couple of years wow. okay, so good stuff. I definitely recommend it
1: and um, it has a limited release so do check your cinema to see if it's listed there I know it's at Movies at Gorey uh, listed there until Thursday and Movies at Dungarvan the same yeah. so check out your local cinema and see if it's there I'm definitely going to go and see it as you said yeah. on the big screen I'm not going to wait for to Television, eight black puddings out of ten for On Colleen Cune Brian, thanks a million.
6: No bother at so. all.
0: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103.